0: There we go. Technology is wonderful when it works, and when it doesn't, we just have to work around it. Amen. As we come today, I want us to take some time as we're talking about peace today. I believe in this day and time, peace is something we all need. Peace is something we all want. And we're going to be looking today at that Jesus Christ is our peace. If you have your Bibles, if you will open there this morning to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. And in the scripture that we're going to be looking at today, Paul was writing to the church at Ephesus, and he wanted to inform them that Jesus was the peace in the church. Now, that might sound a little strange today, but Jesus is the peace in the church. And for us, God's word tells us the truth, and it says that Jesus is the author of the peace within our life and within the church. And as we take God's word this morning and we study it, I want us to understand that the only place that we can get peace is rooted in the birth, the virgin birth. The life and the death and the bloodshed of our Savior Jesus Christ. It's the only way to to have peace. What is peace? We can give it all kinds of definitions, maybe a a state of accord. But when we look at it in detail, we understand that peace is a harmony in personal relationships. It's a a state of well-being. What do I mean that peace is harmony in a personal relationships? Have you ever heard the phrase, if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy? If there is no harmony within a relationship, there's no peace. We can turn on TV and we can see families and the dysfunction within the family and there's no peace that's there. As we look in our own lives, we have probably experienced times where for one reason or another, we were at odds with someone else, whether it's a family member or a friend or a co-worker, and when that happens, there's no peace. Have you ever been in the working environment when uh, many of you in here are retired? Some of us are still working. And But do you remember a time when there was something between you and a co-worker or between you and the boss, there was no peace. I can remember working in the times, and I I don't know why they like to do this, but the boss called and said, I need to talk to you and we'll meet next week. Well, during that time, usually there's no peace. There's an Unrest. There is a, a discord. And Jesus Christ is the cause of peace within us and within the church. If you have your Bibles already open there to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, would you stand with me, please, as we read, uh, follow along with me as I read God's word. It says, therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles, in the flesh who were called uncircumcision, by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far off have been brought near by the Blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. And might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by having put to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. Father God, I just call on you now. Father, just pray. Father, I ask that you would anoint me with spirit to... Proclaim your message and that, Father, those here today and those uh, listening, Father, would open their hearts to Holy Spirit. And, Father, that through the leading and guiding of Holy Spirit, they would hear what it is in your word, Father, that you have for us today. And, Father God, I just pray everything in the precious, most holy name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Jesus Christ is our peace. I want us to look in Scripture today at, at three things that will help us to understand this, that will help us to understand why our peace is rooted in Christ and what that peace really is. The first thing that we have to understand is that you were formally separated. You were formally separated. What is that talking about? He reads there, uh, he writes in... Uh, verses 11 and 12. And Paul wrote to that church at Ephesus and he wanted them to understand there used to be this big difference between Gentiles and Jews. Back in the day, there was only two groups. You were either a Jew or you were a Gentile. Jews had special rights. They were God's chosen people. And Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, they were not Jews, but they were Gentiles. And he wanted them to understand that there was a point in time that you were separated. You were without Christ. There was a a division that was there between them. And he tells them there at verse 12... He says, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ. And how did that happen? But you were excluded from the commonwealth of Israel. The Gentiles were excluded. They were not allowed to be at that time in the group or in the family of the Jews. They were excluded from being the part of God's chosen people. You understand that separation? We've experienced that separation in life where we were separated from maybe somewhere we wanted to be. We couldn't get access into something. And Paul was writing here to these Gentiles saying, there used to be a time that you did not have the right to be God's chosen people. God chose the nation of Israel, the Jews to be his chosen people, And that commonwealth of Israel was not open to anyone else. But we also see in verse 12 where it says, and they were strangers to the covenants of promises. God made a promise to his chosen people. A promise to take care of them. A promise to provide for them. A promise that there would be all of these things that were in this law and they were covenants and God set the conditions. We've read in the Old Testament and we've heard where when they cut the animal, a sign of a covenant that the two people would walk through that were making the covenant. But when we see it in Old Testament, when God made the covenant, the animal was cut and God is the one that passed through, amen? And that is very important for us to understand because God is the one obligated to his covenant. God is going to perform his covenant. His covenant was to be able to restore his people. He gave them laws and he gave them commands and he talked about sacrifices that must be done. Blood that must be shed to cover for sin. When someone would sin or transgress against God and there was a division put between them, they would kill an animal for a sacrifice and they would shed that blood. And God promised, he made a a declaration that he would do something and that they would be his people. But I love as he continues there in verse 12, having no hope and without God in the world. They were separated, the Gentiles, from the Jews. They had no hope at the time of the Old Testament. God chose. God made the condition. He chose the Jews, and they were without him. Does that sound a little familiar about our life? You see, there was a time we were all separated There was a division between us and God, and that was called sin. And as long as there is a separation, there is no peace. Church, as long as there is someone living without Christ, there is no peace in their life. There is a division between them and God. We are created to be in relationship with God. And if that division has been cut and not been restored, there is no peace. It it even happens that after we're believers, when we sin and we put a, a distance between us and God, he's still there, we step away, that we've got to come to him. And through confession and repentance, we're restored. You see, it took the birth of a baby, but not just any birth. The virgin birth. Does anyone else in here know of anyone that's ever been born of a virgin? It's never happened. Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and God created within her a baby. And through that virgin birth, the door was opened to all mankind the division, he come to separate and to bring back us to him because we are separated. Also, the next part, which is really great for us, let's look at verse 13. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near. The second thing I want us to see is you have been brought near. If you have received Jesus Christ, He has come, He has paid that price. And when you receive Him, you are brought into fellowship. The division has been conquered, the division has been taken away. How did that happen? Verse 14 it says, For He Himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Church, Jesus Christ is the one that broke down the barrier of the dividing world. When Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, he's trying to explain to them that in the temple, they were very familiar with this. In the temple, there was uh, you could come in, and there was a little place that the women could go. And then a little bit beyond that was a place that the men could go. But then there was a dividing wall. And that dividing wall separated the Jews from the Gentiles. The Gentiles could go no further into the temple. Past this dividing wall, only Jews could go there. There was a division within the church, within the temple, And when Jesus Christ came, he is our peace. He broke down this barrier. The word peace for Jesus here is very unique because it's representing the messianic kingdom. You see, at one time there was a separation in the kingdom, but Jesus Christ fulfilled that Jesus is the peace. He's the one that breaks down the barrier. It says that he broke down the dividing wall. That's also the same word used in verse 16 that's talking about the enmity. The dividing wall was division. It was division between Jew and Gentile. Today, the only division within the church as we might use the word church lightly, is believer and non-believer. In the church of Jesus Christ, there's only one group, and that is the believer, because we were formerly all people. At one point in time, we're separated. But Jesus brought the peace. He did away with the dividing wall. He did away with our consequences of sin through his virgin birth, his perfect life, and his death on the cross. tells us, verse 15, that by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments, contained in ordinances that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. He abolished, he did away with the purpose of what the law conformed to. And let me explain that. He did not do away with the law. The law has a purpose, and the purpose of that law was to show mankind that we did not match up to God's standards, that we have sin in our life, and that we were separated from him So when Jesus Christ came and died on that cross, he did away with that division. We are no longer separated if we trust in him. The law talks about the sacrifice of the animal. Christ was the lamb. His blood took care of that. It did away with. It brought us closer to him. He abolished the division between Jew and Gentile, but he also abolished on his cross the division between God and man. All we must do is to receive him. Verse 16 tells us that Jesus reconciled at verse 16 and might reconcile them both in one body to god through the cross by it having put to death the enmity there it is that word again division jesus reconciled in the day that this was being written or wrote he reconciled the jew and the gentile into one church one group all had access to god praise the lord There's not a division, it's not a race, it's not a nationality, but everyone can have a right access to the Father. He reconciled because of that division, he caused it to come together. Because of our division through sin from God, Jesus reconciled us to God. Because God no longer sees in the life of the believer the sin, but he sees the blood that was shed by Jesus Christ. And he brought that peace. Remember, we talked about a harmony and a right relationship. At the moment of our salvation, we become in a right relationship with Christ. We come in a right relationship with God through what Christ had done. And through that, he's taking two pieces, Jew and Gentile, and he's forming one group. He's forming one church, one body. There's only one way this could have happened, and that was through the cross that Jesus Christ died on. His death to do away with, he eliminated the division. There is no excuse now for a division between God and man unless one chooses that because he did away with it on the cross through the blood. He himself became the peace. But we also see that because we were separated and because Christ brought us near, that we live. In unity. Something you don't see a whole bunch sometimes is unity. Verse 18 says that for through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. The Jew doesn't go to the Father one way. The Gentile doesn't go to the Father one way. The white man doesn't go to the Father one way. The black man doesn't go to the Father a different way. Uh, People in Spain don't get to the Father a different way than we do in America. We all get to the Father through the bloodshed of Jesus Christ in one spirit, the Holy Spirit. There is no other way to the Father. And Jesus came so that we could live through him and through the Holy Spirit. And we all have the same spirit residing within us. That is so amazing. I am so glad that we look at the virgin birth, the death, and the burial of Christ. But you know, a very important part was his ascension to heaven. Because until Christ, God in the flesh, the God-man, went to heaven, the Holy Spirit couldn't come. And the Holy Spirit, being spirit, can be with you. He can be with you. He can be with each of us all at the same time. You know, when Jesus was here, Jesus was over in Israel. When he was in Jerusalem, he wasn't in Galilee. Jesus was human. He was flesh. He was confound to the state of science that he could only be one place at one time. But Holy Spirit, we live in unity. The one spirit lives within all of us. Verse 19 says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, But you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. We're living in unity. We're fellow citizens. We're in there together with the saints. We're all part of God's household. Can you imagine that just a moment? As a believer, you belong to God's household. That'd be kind of like Nicole and I. Nicole and I had our own household. We're in the process of adopting Waylon. He becomes part of our household. When we receive Christ, we're changed. We have an address change, and we leave this old worldly life, and we become in the household of God. We become co-heirs with Jesus Christ to this wonderful life that God has. As Gentiles, we can be part of God's people. It's no longer just for the Jews, but it's for us. The division has been removed. Verse 22, we see that we're built together, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. What is he talking about? When Christ came, he brought peace That peace brings us together, and we're no longer individuals, but we're one. Within the church, the church is no longer Jew and Gentile. It's one church. It's the church of Jesus Christ. There's unity within that church. There is to be unity within the body of believers of Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, sometimes in this day and time, we don't see unity within a church. Unity does not mean that each of us have to agree exactly on everything. I'm sure each of us in here today come and we have our own idea of how worship should go. Some of us have an idea that maybe it's too hot in here or maybe it's too cold in here. I don't like the Christmas tree in the sanctuary. I think the Christmas tree in the sanctuary is nice. I don't like this, and I don't like that. But within the church, there is unity, which means we can come together and we can agree. Because, you know, what's important in the church is the spread of the gospel for the salvation of lost people. And whatever it takes to do that in proclaiming God's word... We should all be able to agree that that's the first and foremost thing. How we get there, we might differ. But we're unified. We've all come, when we went to that cross, each of us come our own way at our own time. But when we come to the cross, as you've heard me say before, at the foot of the cross, the ground is level. You know, I don't see at the foot of the cross those three-tiered stands like you see at the olympics you know there's one higher one a little lower and one to gold silver and bronze that's not it you can bring whatever you have to the cross before you're a believer and it's rubble there's nothing in our life that would even deserve us to be close to the foot of the cross But because Jesus and his love, because he is our peace, we can hold to that peace. You remember the Old Testament scripture I read out of Isaiah is what Paul is referencing in verse 17 when he said, and he came and preached peace to you who were far away. That would be the Gentiles. And peace to those who were near, that would be the Jews. Maybe we could look at it this way too. He came and he preached peace to the lost. They were far away. But you know, even as believers, we still need to have the peace preached to us because at times in our life, we distance ourselves. And Jesus is the peace. He removes the dividing wall, He removes the barrier. He removes and annihilates all of that, and he brings us close. You see, within our flesh, we could never be close to God. God is perfect. God is holy. God cannot be around sin. But because of the blood that was shed, it was removed. I love the story in the Gospels where Christ is hanging on the cross, and at the very moment that Christ breathed his last breath, within the Holy of Holies, there is a curtain. The Holy of Holies separated everyone from the throne of God except once a year. Just think about that. Only once a year, only the high priest, and only if he was perfectly clean, could he enter through to make atonement on behalf of the people. When Christ breathed his last breath, that veil was ripped from top to bottom. And we're just not talking about your curtain at home. Many of us in here might, could, might, could not grab a curtain and just rip it. We would probably start at the bottom and we would rip it up. This curtain, I forget exactly how thick it was, but it was tall and it was ripped from top to bottom, symbolizing that when Christ died and his blood shed, He gave up his last breath. God took that division. And he grabbed it and he ripped it. So that all can come to God's throne. We're all unified as believers. If we come through that bloodshed of Christ. We can live in unity. We can go directly to the Father. With this. We can live in peace in the church. There can be peace within the body of Christ. We can live in peace in this world. We can have peace within us. We can live in peace amongst the turmoil around us because this peace is an inner peace that Christ provides because the peace is a division. The division has been removed and we're one with God. And third, we can live in peace in heaven. As we're preparing ourselves through Advent for the birth of Christ, we're also preparing for his return. And when he comes and takes us again, we will be in the presence of peace. And in heaven there is no division and all the peace is there. Did you notice the progression of each of the three points this morning? Hope you wrote them down. If not, let me share them and listen to this. You were, it's past tense, formally separated. There was a time that we were separated from God. But then it's you have been brought near through the bloodshed of Christ, his birth, the peace that he provides, he removed the division and he brought us close to him. That's what he did for you. But because of that third, we live in unity. We become a family. We all come, as scripture said, into God's household. And what a thing for us to celebrate that we were separated But praise God, because of what the virgin birth did, provided a perfect sacrifice, Jesus born to destiny to travel to a cross for you, for me, for each of us individually. He did that, and when he did that, he brought us near to him. And because of that, we become a family. It goes from you to a we. We can live in unity together. We can live in peace on this earth, and we will live in peace in heaven. Christ is the peace. Christ is what causes a right relationship between God and man, and there's no other way. May you bow your heads. Father God, how thankful I am, Lord, for your wonderful love. Father, I thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Peace. Father, as it was proclaimed, Lord, he's the prince of peace. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. Father, you sent Jesus to bring the peace, to do away with a dividing wall and to put mankind into a right relationship with you and that is peace. Anything outside of a right relationship with you is not peace. It is turmoil. It is anguish. Thank you for the peace. Father, thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. Father, I thank you for the peace. Father as we continue to celebrate, would you help us each and every day, Father, to remember that we can live in peace through a right relationship through our through your Son Jesus? Father God, I just pray everything in the precious, most holy name of your Son Jesus. Amen. If you would just leave your heads bowed for just a moment, please. As we come and we have lit these candles of hope and of peace. And as today we've seen in God's Word that peace comes only through Jesus Christ. If you're here today, you don't have that peace with God, you've not had the division separated, you've not been put into a right relationship only through the blood of Jesus Christ, I encourage you to come down front in just a little bit and just speak to me. We're not going to do a like an open invitation, but I'm going to be down here if you'd like to come and speak to me.